Welcome to Felony Miami, where real people have real conversations about the criminal justice system in these here United States. Corruption, unfortunately, seems to have become a part of everyday life. We hear about corrupt politicians, corrupt businessmen, even athletes. Today, we take a deeper look at how corruption affects politics and the criminal justice system. Is it necessary to grease the wheels to keep things moving? Or is it possible for a few bad apples to be weeded out and have a society based on honest dealing, sound principles, where we all look out for one another and look out for the common good? Get real. Corruption is as old as time, and so is fighting against it. On this episode of Felony Miami, we have a former bank robber, rehabilitated and turned activist anti-corruption blogger, a Miami babe, reality TV star, woke and fully activated in her community, and one of America's top pop musicians and record producers. Good, bad, or indifferent, it's hard to say who is and who is not on the take these days. Are we all just suckers and hustlers in this game? Or is it possible to rise up and say, enough is enough, and call out the bad guys for who they are? Where there's injustice for one, there is injustice for all. Welcome to Felony Miami. Let's air it out. Welcome back to Felony Miami. I'm your host, Joe Stone. And on today's program, we have three guests. To yes. my right, we have Aaron Fishbein. He's the owner of Franchise Studios and one of the most prolific musicians and producers of music in Miami. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Good to be here, Joe. You can kind of be my co-host <laughs> today if you like. All right. All right. Okay. Hey. <laughs> Aaron's also one of our producers and contributors to the Felony Miami program. Nice. Okay, directly in front of me yes. is, uh, is Angela Miami Pitts. Yes, and it is. Um, Angela is... is uh, is a Miami native. She's uh, she's been on the VH1 shows, The Flavor of Love, and yeah. which, so uh, cool. which other one? I love money, just reality oh. TV, and reality I wanted that TV. one though. Nice. Yeah. And you're also a big advocate for HIV. HIV and AIDS. Yeah, due to my mom and my brothers, I lost them to complications. But I'm here to continue doing what she was doing in Miami. She was a big name in Miami for HIV, so I'm just nice. taking the torch and going. Welcome to the program. Mm -hmm. Happy to have you here. Thank you. And we have. The famous Al Crespo in the house today, who's an award-winning author, photographer, and uh, anti-corruption blogger. Al, welcome to Felony Hi. Miami. My pleasure. It's awesome to have you here today. So today, um, you know, since we have you here, Al, I want to just jump right into one of the, your big things, and that is corruption. What is corruption, and how do you find it? In in politics and in, in the criminal justice system, how tell me what what that is to you? Well, I specialize in writing about public corruption in the city of Miami, the state attorney, her office, and the Miami Dade Ethics Commission, with occasional forays to other communities. But by and large, 
It's about the city of Miami. And, and I write about uh, the misuse of public money, the, the misuse of, uh, of authority. Uh, I write about malfeasance at the municipal level of government, which is where most people interact with government and where a lot of bad things go on and a lot of things happen that uh, most citizens aren't aware of because of the way that uh, you know, the local news media covers or doesn't cover. Right on. I mean, that's one of the big problems, I think, with, with the whole system, particularly the criminal justice system, is a lot of people just don't know what goes on and what's happening out there. So you say right. you're, you're, you're trying to find that intersection where the people and, and the system come together and expose that. Can you give us an example of something that's, uh, that's happened lately? Hmm. Oh. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, Tell us. Yeah, where do we start? Give us the tea. Uh, well, I mean, I, I mean, I don't deal with I don't deal with criminal court or anything like that, and mm-hmm. I don't deal with with politics in a sense of Republican and Democrat. What I deal with are things like uh, the current situation in Liberty City and uh, the housing project known as uh, Pork and Beans. And on okay. Wednesday, there was a, a march yeah, that was West. orchestrated by the police department, uh, a peace march, you know, to, right. in response to the killing of, uh, of these kids in, 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 this, mm-hmm. in this housing project. And so I write about the background of that, inform- you know, of that. Mm-hmm. I, write about, uh, I write about the campaign finances of, of public officials. I write about mm-hmm. the kinds of things that they do or don't do with public money. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's, that's what I write about. Okay. All right. So, uh, have you have, uh, Angela, have you had any experience uh, with corruption? Corruption in that level, no, but it's just as a black African-American woman and having fellow black African-American men, that part, I, I, I represent on that side, being mm-hmm. the voice of that and looking at that and the voice that's not being, you know, told on TV. I have that part, but like deep, like my fellow Jackson, oh. high school over here. All right. I, don't, I don't get that deep into it, but um, yeah. So I, you, I and, you and Al went to the same high school? We went to the same high school, even though I graduated from the high school. And I went for two months. He went for a few <laughs> months, but hey, we stepped on the same grounds before the new one, though. So we are really officially. All right. Fellow Jackson Generals. Jackson Generals. Yes. That's cool. Aaron, how about you? What's your experience with corruption in this in this? Uh, well, I mean, uh, you know what? Touching on with something that she said, this is something that I think about, which is uh, when we started this podcast, the kind of thing that uh, caught our attention was was uh, the way that in, in mainly uh, black people are policed in this city. I mean that's what that's what got us you know kicking off on it, but um and, and when we think of like policing, we think of the criminal justice system. What gets the news all the time is uh, you know Black Lives Matter and police shooting black kids and and uh, and and the way that the black population is policed differently. But something that occurred to me recently is that there's a, there's a whole other side of it, which is 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 not only the way that some people are policed harder. Or the or the criminal justice system hits some people harder, but the way on the opposite side, other people are policed lighter. Uh, and, and for instance, I mean, I, I was watching some of Al's videos, and and you see that there's certain people that uh, uh, don't have to go through uh, uh, 
processes to to get buildings built, mm. or or there's there's certain people that with money essentially can just skate through the system. Oh, yeah, in the hookups so, they so have. Like, yes, yeah, like the, the other side of it. I don't want to talk about that bridge that just happened. What hookup did they have? You know. Uh, in fact, in fact, that bridge fell, and I think literally the same day, the state attorney's office put out a statement that said. They're not going to investigate any criminal activity. You're talking about the pedestrian bridge that oh, yeah, was crossing FIU. the street for yeah. the FIU students yeah, because that, I think that was being people, installed, mm-hmm. and they were pressure testing it while the road was open, and it killed, yeah. and killed several, uh, people. several people and right. injured others. And so, that's the corruption there because I think that company, uh, whoever the builders were, they had got like fined or something like that. They weren't allowed to, but mm-hmm. of course they got the hookup behind closed doors to be able right. to do that. So. That's a piece of corruption, kind of in a way. I see Al chomping at the Let's bit. Let's go. Yeah. No, I know no, you got no, it. No, for us. It's, Give it's, us. It, well, actually, I'm 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 working on a story now that that tangentially uh, references that that company, MCM uh, mm-hmm. uh, Munila. I think it's it is the brothers that own the company. Uh, but it's a it's a lot more complicated than that. Uh, when it comes to the state's attorney. Uh, you know, another thing that, especially in this community, is the whole ethnic thing, the whole Cuban thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and and uh, I'm Cuban. I was born in Havana, so you know, I I feel that uh, I can talk about my fellow Cubans. Uh, but the problem is that Kathy Fernandez Rundle has never <laughs> prosecuted. You know, or I, I won't say has never prosecuted, but seldom, if ever, prosecutes Cuban public officials. You know, uh, that almost never happens. But uh, how many public officials in general get prosecuted? Oh, not, even, not even, yeah, no, no, not, not that many. Not that many. Yeah. I mean, she was better at it when she first started 20 years ago. Okay. But today, uh, you know, you don't see uh, Cuban public officials mm-hmm. prosecuted. And, and, and the thing is, it's, we call it the family and friends plan which is something that, that permeates the whole political structure down here. Mm-hmm. If you're part of the family and friends plan, mm. you get a pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, What's and, uh, and I guess that's a form of corruption. Oh, yeah? sure. Definitely. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And, uh, you know, look, two days ago, the, the mayor, the Anglo mayor of North Miami Beach had resigned for uh, using money from his political, com- act, uh, political action committee, his PAC. Uh, he and his wife supposedly were taking money out of that pack and spending it on personal resources. Uh, yeah, but then if you go look at how other people have used their packs and the money from their packs, they don't, uh, they don't do anything. I mean, you know, it's like, never mind. Uh, a case in point. Well, what is a PAC? Political Action Committee in the state of Florida, as in other places nationally as well, uh, when you run for public office, you, can, you have a, a traditional campaign account. Okay. Which is where people donate ten bucks, fifty bucks, a hundred bucks, and in Florida you can donate as much as a thousand dollars. But then you're also allowed to have either a political committee, where you can take large sums of money, okay. as much money as anybody's willing to give you five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty, fifty thousand dollars. Okay. Uh, yeah, and um, you can spend it in any way that you want to. Uh, there's supposed to be a a, a a wall between the campaign and the pack. Okay, so is, you mean there has to be, uh, this is the like rule where there's no, no communication allowed between Correct. the two, so there Correct. can be no collusion? Right, exactly. Okay. But in fact, that goes on all the time. And, and, and I can 
I don't know when this is going to air, but two weeks ago I filed a complaint uh, with the Florida Elections Committee uh, about a PAC that I believe violated that that uh, that wall, mm-hmm. uh, which is part of a story that I'll be working on that'll be released next wow. week. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Let's say they did violate it. How do you prove it, and then what happens? You know, because to me, one of the big problems that's happening in, in our country today and in our whole system is... Uh, you know, it seems like there's so many things going wrong and so many people acting out of uh, the character that we've all kind of morally said this is the right way to act and nothing's happening. And it's almost like, well, all right, yeah, I don't have the time for that. I, you know, I got this other thing I'm doing. I got a podcast to do. I don't have time to, you know, mm. this, this guy's, you know, breaking this law or this guy's stepping mm-hmm. out of line over here. Things that we would never have Accepted. Yeah, it seems like the whole yeah. the basic uh, rule of law or the kind of the normal order of things is just sort of breaking down in a way. Right, and and just letting it be. I, I don't know. So if if that what? does happen, how what do you do, and how do you even go about doing it? Is what I'm saying. Like, okay, this guy did change, it. So yeah. how do you actually affect the change to say, all right, that happened now? Well, what I do, and, and again, I I write a blog, which is in non-traditional kind of a, uh, a thing that's happened in the last eight or ten years in terms of of communicating with, with people about what goes on in government. Mm-hmm. So a, a traditional newspaper will, will write a story and they'll present both sides. Uh, sometimes it's a false sense of equivalency with, oh, A committed a crime, but... Uh, now says that really it wasn't a crime, and and you know so there's there's, there's that kind of a uh, an exchange of of one position versus another position. I don't do that. I do that in the sense of gathering facts. Uh, I work as hard as any investigative reporter when it comes to to getting facts, but I don't necessarily believe in a false sense of equivalency. Uh, when I catch somebody doing something wrong. And has written emails saying, you know, I did this or I did that. And I find those emails. Uh, I, I will go and ask them, but I'm not going to accept uh, the argument. Oh, well, I didn't really mean what I said. And, and the fact that I said I was going to, you know, spend money for this and not for that, uh, that really wasn't what I meant. No, you meant it because you wrote it. And that's what I write about. Now, what I also do is what I've done in the case I just told you about. I sat down and I went through the records and I prepared a complaint with the Florida Elections Commission and I sent it in. And I filed complaints in sent the Sent it into who? The Florida Elections Commission in Tallahassee. And, and, and what would they do once they got well, this? Well, they'll investigate it. They'll spend months on investigation. They'll hold a public hearing. Okay. If, and again, they'll, they'll ask the parties involved and they'll do all that. And if they find that they've, they've done it, you know, they'll find them. Yeah, it's 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 a mediocre uh, response, and seems and, like a yeah. yeah. I mean, so I've slap on the wrist it. these mm-hmm. days. Well, you I've, know. I have filed ethics complaints against uh, public officials. I've filed other other campaign violation uh, complaints. I filed a complaint against a former city commissioner for his campaign fund violations. They fined him about three thousand dollars. I find uh, I filed a complaint against. Uh, the mayor of Miami, who used to run around, Tomas Regalado, who used to run around saying he was the poorest politician in Miami uh, because he was only worth $5,000. And I was able to establish the fact that he was worth more than $5,000 and had filed fake reports that failed to include 
the fact that he had so, all this money. So essentially, the strong. It seems to me that the strongest tool in this in this toolbox is shame. Yeah, public shaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is is really what you know? Is that enough to make a change? I mean, I guess shaming is is good, but it almost seems like like Aaron was just saying in today's culture, it seems like the shame factor, the the bar for it, just keeps just keeps dropping and dropping and dropping and the more shameful things i mean the things you hear yeah, about going it. on yeah and yeah. The, you know in the media yeah if, if shame is the if shame is the, the biggest price people pay and it's 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 not it's getting less and less effective but mm-hmm. what what i wonder is uh was there a time when uh like you're saying somebody gets found for being you know some kind of public corruption breaking the law and they get fined a few thousand dollars uh, was there a time when the the punishment was higher? Yeah, like and jail. and you're right. You're right about the shame fact factor. You know, when a lot of these laws and 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 these organizations like the Ethics Commission and the Election Board and all these were formed, and and these these punishments per se were were instituted, it was a time when shame actually mattered. When when gotcha. you could shame somebody into into resigning from office for, for, for being caught doing something bad. Yeah, we've gone way beyond that. The, the penalties today are in no way commensurate with the, with the abuses that are going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what's happened is that, that politicians have come to recognize that. So they're willing to accept uh, a little bit of shaming because the newspapers don't really follow through and, and the television stations are even worse you know, there, there are very few reporters in this city, and, and mostly you have to go to the Latin stations for, for, for any really hard-hitting political wow. reporting on city of Miami information. So, yeah, that's a huge problem. But the big thing was that there used to be a time, and the laws are on the books, mm-hmm. where if you were caught doing something, you would be charged with a misdemeanor. And you'd be for you know you they'd force you to plead to a misdemeanor, or you, if you want to take it to trial, you'd be found guilty of a misdemeanor, and you'd be removed from office. But that's where the, that's where the breakdown has occurred. When did that happen? Did, when did they remove that? Oh, they, they, no, no. The, the law is still on the books, oh, okay. but the state attorney won't 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 charge anybody. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. She will get complaints, and I know because I've I've written about this. She will get complaints about violations that are m- criminal misdemeanors. And instead of acting on them and treating them as criminal misdemeanors, mm-hmm. she refers it to the Ethics Commission, which oh. immediately takes it out of the criminal realm, right. which immediately places it in a situation where the worst that can happen is a $1,000 fine and a, uh, uh, a payment of cost. You know, I did that with Frank Carroyo. Frank Carroyo was a city commissioner who got stopped for a traffic violation he immediately got on his cell phone, called the chief of police, mm. and you know, and and the chief of police no, then got on, got had the 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 dispatcher for the for the police department say, well, the officer who stopped the car on Twenty Seventh Avenue called the chief's office. Mm-hmm. Wow! And so, uh, wow! To, right. Yeah, I did a story That's about it. That's a good it. hookup, though. You got to well, yeah. yeah so, 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 like, so hold on a second. Let me. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there's a different set of laws for different people. Right. So yeah, I, 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 I did a story it. about it. Uh, I filed an ethics complaint about it. Uh, Frank refused to cop a plea the first time out, so there was a hearing, mm-hmm. uh, and that was a whole three ring circus. 
then you had he finally agreed to plea to to you know, to abuse of a public you know, of, of a public office, mm-hmm. uh, a, a no contest plea, and he ended up paying about four thousand dollars between court co- you know, the cost and yeah. the, and the thing. But that's clearly an abuse of power. And and then of does it course. did that hurt him next election? No, it time? didn't hurt him at all. Right. I think it's because the attention span of of the electorate it, it seems to be getting shorter and shorter, and or it's just it's it's almost like um, it's almost like you you hear so many intense stories, you become numb, and I think the electorate is becoming numb yeah. to a lot of uh, you know. Yeah, and the porn and star gets yeah, paid the off. Yeah, entertainment would take over. You know, it used to be like, oh, so and so had a girlfriend on the side. His career is over. You know, or this guy, <laughs> you know, said yeah. like some crazy expression and or off color expression, right. and that was the end of his political career. It's, that doesn't uh, happen Jerry, anymore. Jerry Springer. I grew up in Cincinnati. And Jerry Springer was mayor of Cincinnati when I was growing up, mm. and uh, he had got busted. For paying a hooker with a check, somehow <laughs> that came around to him. Now, now imagine the mayor paid off a hooker with a check. Now there was nothing. Well, I guess it's illegal. Prostitution is illegal, but but nevertheless, he was caught and boom, he lost his job, and uh, we all know what happened to him. Yeah. After that, but me, meanwhile, obviously, there's a president right now. Right. <laughs> you know. Who cares? Wasn't the guy check, was not only yeah, it was paying hundreds of thousands of dollars to porn stars, and nobody cares. It's it amazing. No, not only so, that, so. The, the the Christian evangelicals are like, ah, we're gonna give him a mulligan. Yeah, because that was uh, you know before That's he was president. And, uh, yeah, there's a little bit of hypocrisy there. It, it used to. Like you know, there's Jerry Springer. He got driven out of his job because of yeah, just the fact that he saw. No, we could make a yeah. whole list of people that yeah. that have lost their entire political careers because yeah. something just things like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like Miami Gardens to the police departments. There, there's always something there, you oh, know. Yeah. So, yeah, they lose it, but like the big, the big, big, big dogs. I don't think they're gonna. They just get hit on the wrist. It, it doesn't seem that's like that, but say. but one yeah. of the things that I think is that's happened in in our country in this last. Uh, year is I think a lot of people have woken up politically because I believe of course yeah I mean did did you you're probably the youngest Angela uh, in the group here today <laughs> did they teach civics in school they taught it but we only got taught you know the presidents and um, no knock to my high school but no, the no, presidents in the in the um, you know what it is electoral whatever like all of these yeah. branches and right. but nothing deep nothing no. deep about no, no, how even, to affect change and if you have yeah. an idea that you need to go through not the, including history too we don't we didn't get a lot of correct they, history either did so. they teach it in, it's like sugar in your school Aaron up there in Cincinnati civics I mean like how how government works and to a certain extent although yeah, although we had um we had like a Ohio state history. I think it's it's kind of. I mean, of, we didn't even have that. Yeah, we had right here. And then and then sort of the history of the you know American history, and then we had sort of Ohio local political history. Right. Yeah, they, I guess they didn't get into. It's that very sugar coated. Yeah, it's very just sugar coated. And it seems today that there's no teaching of the electorate on how the actual government Processes. system works and what no. the processes right. are. 
that there are the three branches of government, that's what each branch does, and, yeah. and how you make it. But not a how to affect change. No, they didn't teach us oh, how yeah, to make yeah. change. Right. No. Yeah, like when Al started saying mm-hmm. something about the municipal government and then uh, corruption in the municipal, I was kind of thinking to myself, like, what does that mean? What is this? Right. What yeah. exactly well, is Where is the municipal, municipal government? Municipal, yeah. municipal government is, this is the interesting thing. <coughs> there are a lot of angry people <clears throat> in this country today. Mm-hmm. Of all political persuasions. You know, and, and there are a lot of people who voted for Trump that you, mm-hmm. can, you can appreciate their anger. Sure. You, you can appreciate Absolutely. their belief that they that they've been, you know, that they've been left behind in some way. For sure. And the anger that they've, you know, gotten, by and large, often starts at the municipal level of government. Municipal government is city government. It's county government. Mm-hmm. So, how many people go to get a driver's license and end up spending five hours and getting screwed over by some clerk who's Lazy or you know, you know, decides that uh, uh, you know what I've done enough of these for today. Come back tomorrow. So the interactions that you have at the local level are, for most people, the only interactions they have with government. Right. And those interactions, unfortunately, have really started get, getting bad. You know, there are a lot of people now who work in local government who have no respect for the taxpayers. Who have no have have no competence, oftentimes have no yeah. real knowledge of what the hell it is they're doing. Before no I came here today, I went to a local, a small village, in Miami Dade County to get some public records on somebody I'm looking into, <laughs> and I was, yeah, I was amazed. They, it took them two weeks for them to let me look at the person's personnel file. The guy got fired. So it took me two weeks for them before they called me up and said, oh, we got the personnel file ready for you to look at. So I went down there, and they said, oh, uh, you can look at it for 15 minutes for free, and after that we're going to start charging you money uh, we're, you know, because uh, that, the law allows us to do that. Well, actually, the law doesn't allow you to do that. The law rely, allows you to charge me money if it's an extraordinary cost involved in in the extra time that, that's required to provide me with the public record. But if I come to your office and you have a file and I want to sit there in front of you while you're doing your job, you can't then say, after 15 minutes, I'm going to start charging you money. Mm-hmm. Oh. And so fortunately, I know the law. Right. You know, I mean, I've, I've sued a number of public officials and government agencies over public records. In the last four months, the city of Miami had to pay my attorneys $23,000 in legal costs. What was that for? For for, for trying to deprive me of public records. Uh, It was $10,000 from the Downtown Development Authority and $12,500 from the city of Miami for a refusal to provide me with email lists of the people they'd send out newsletters to. Do you think, too, like the work that you're doing, right? Do you think... Because you get so deep and so in the truth that there's levels of people that would try to, like, go after you and prevent you from getting that stuff out. Like, is it getting harder and harder every year? It has to be because that's why the news don't do it. So it has to be a reason why. Yeah, they do and they don't. I mean, my ninth anniversary was two days ago. Mm -hmm. So I did every year on the 11th of April, I do an anniversary edition. 
Okay. And I explain why I started the blog, who's responsible for my doing the blog, and who people can go thank yeah. if over the last year I've written about them and, and got them upset. <laughs> so uh, this year I, I detailed some of the things mm-hmm. that have happened. I've been cyber-stalked. Uh, I've been, uh, I've been uh, the subject of uh, they, they, they went after me and took my Social Security, my, my income tax, and my bank and, yeah, and, man, and tried, to, tried to do a really massive uh, you know, game on all of my, all of my government documents. Uh, who, who do you think was behind all that? Oh, I know who's behind the, the cyber-stalking. It was the FDLE did an investigation and discovered that the, the wife of a notorious drug dealer who's friends oh. with the mayor of Miami, oh, uh, it was done on her computer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, no, I and I've published, and I have published, I have published, yeah. the, I have published the FDLE report. The, the, and what's the, the FDLE? The Florida, Florida Department of Law Enforcement, the state police. It's the state police. Yeah, uh, the case didn't go anywhere because the local village where I live, Miami Shores, uh, it, they fell down on the case, and we can. Talk about that some other show. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, well, falling but, down on the case seems to be like a big thing. Yeah, but if you're, yeah, like, like Aaron was saying, the right in the right position. Right. Oh, yeah, like, we can't, we can't the, go uh, after that. The uh, golden, the golden rule. Whoever has <laughs> has the gold makes the rules. That's about it. <laughs> if you pay, okay. you say. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 So yeah, no, I've had, I've had, I've had spyware uh, come come into my computer from from email right. documents that uh, that I've received from the city. I p- posted a whole list of all the spyware uh, software that's that, that's been inserted in or attempts to insert spyware into my computer. Uh, there's been all kinds of things. I've had. I've had Santeria sacrifices on the sidewalk in front of my oh, condo. Oh, yeah. Wow! It's Miami. This is a this is a this is a classic. Miami thing. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't stop Santeria you. Santeria is yeah. like a voodoo yeah, religion. Yeah, yeah, yeah this is. They, yeah, there, there, there's been chickens and 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 beads and and oh, other wow. stuff out in front. Right. Of, it still don't stop condo. you from getting the yeah. getting the story out. You're still yeah. and you're, you're not. This doesn't frighten you. No, no. Come on, a little bit. No, I. I, I we can talk about that. Okay, no problem. Let's move, look, let's no, keep it moving. I, no, no. Yeah. First, I'm, I've been doing this nine years. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. It's not your first. Uh, this ain't my Santa first rodeo. rodeo. Yeah, not yeah. his first Santeria rodeo. Not his first Santeria rodeo. <laughs> yeah, because when you mentioned about so, them charging, I'm like, I wonder if they just put like little. Oh, he's on the way. Make sure you, you know, they're throwing. So, oh, I've been followed. I've been, yeah. you know, it's been all kinds of things. No, it's, wow. it's, but that's okay. Listen, it's part of the yeah. game. If you don't want to be a player. You don't get in the Quit game. the game. That's it. I'm in the game. I'm no, a player. That's right. So, a young player. So how, how has Miami changed for you, Angela? Oh. <clears throat> okay, let's start. I've seen, well, I'm, I grew up in Liberty City. That's okay. number one. So only thing I seen was 46th Street, 18th Avenue. Um, graduating from High school, going to college, coming back from college, FAMU, mm-hmm. Rattlers Nation. Rattlers. Yeah. Um, coming back to see Midtown, coming back to see, we were just talking earlier about the Orange Bowl. Yeah. And now witnessing Overtown and the things that just wants to be depleted. It just, I've just seen all of that, especially the Overtown situation. Um, it's just a lot of changes. Cause of course, money is coming in, real estate and all of that, but... Just seeing my community 
um, our areas, not trying to like single out race or anything right now, but that's what I've that that's what I've seen and that's what I'm continuing to see. You know, when it comes to they're saying Amazon may come into Overtown. Um, that's a big that's a big thing. May. That could be a lot Even of traffic a top, down in that area, huh? Yeah, but that's a lot of letting people out of there go. You know? Right. Overtown is the city where and Overtown has a history of a being history. chopped in half and moved and separated. And it's all, you know, and, the yeah, stadium for the soccer. And it's just a lot. You know, yeah. Midtown is half of it. And yeah. it's a lot going on in that. And Overtown is, of course, it's a city where for the black community, when you went to Miami Beach back in the old, and I don't know the dates, mm-hmm. they 50s called it Overtown because yeah. it was over the town for us to come over here and enjoy ourselves. So mm-hmm. to know that that is being depleted. Yeah. And some people just don't, they can't yeah, prevent. And we don't know how to really prevent outside of just marching and protesting. Like, mm-hmm. how can we really stop the changes? And when the money comes mm-hmm. in, the money comes in, i.e. The, the 95, when 95 got set up. Yeah. That same thing is happening, you know? So yeah. over time, I get kind of like passionate about it because it's just, it's sad, you know? So eventually. Well, what does that do to the community? I mean, it's. It, it breaks it up. Breaks it spreads it up, us yeah. out. Um, Spreads out family, our history, neighbors. Yeah, our yeah. history. And not too long ago, Keon Hardiman, he went to family too. And he did this big thing on Instagram. And he kept doing um, history lessons for Black History Month. And a, I learned so a, much. He's a city, city commissioner. commissioner. Yeah. Yeah. District 5. Yeah, he did some history District stuff. District 5 city commissioner. Yeah. He did some history stuff for us. And I learned so much. Like, And it's so much history there just for us as a people, the little bit of culture that we do have and history that we have. We could in Overtown. Uh, well, Overtown was uh, the Mary Elizabeth Hotel was down there, and that's where you used to so have like Ray Charles so stuff, and, and, and Sam Cooke, and yeah. I mean all those great uh, yeah. artists would perform in in those areas. Yeah. Now, now right yeah. now, I understand that one thing that tell, some somebody could probably that's know better point. than me, but I understand there's some money that is a, a government money that's set aside to help uh, develop Overtown. That's supposed to be for kind of uh, bringing up the, the the local people and uh, and bringing up the local supposed property. Supposed to be right. That that <laughs> it seems from everything. Every time I read something about it, it's uh, the city commission is trying to give that money to big developers to build a luxury. That uh, money is called TIF money, tax yeah. increment funds. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's money that uh, that's managed by the CRA. In Miami, there are two CRAs. There's the Omni CRA and the Southeast Overtown Park West CRA. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Omni CRA is basically Watson Island, the boulevard section from about 22nd Street south to 6th mm-hmm. Street and runs over to just on the other side of the railroad track on First Court. Mm-hmm. So that that's... Yeah, but and then but it's kind of a, a, a squiggly kind of a situation. Southeast Overtown Park West covers all those areas. Yeah, the thing about uh, all of that is that yeah, no, the Overtown is going to be a sign one day, and it's not going to be that far away when it said this used to be Overtown. It used to be yeah. Black right. folks used to live here. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, no, listen, I'm old enough. I went to the Mary Elizabeth Hotel. So I heard also, I heard yeah. Sam and Dave. Wow. You know, when they first started. Mm-hmm. I used to go to the Sir John. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and I saw a lot of folks, you know, that uh, entertainers, that that's the only place you could see them. Sure. You know, and yeah, they'd, they'd entertain at the Fountain Blue or the Eden Rock, which were the two big hotels mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. in the 50s. 
But uh, no, yeah, Overtown is a... everything up to 14th Street, up to I-395 now. Yeah. Everything south from, from there, mm-hmm. that's all being developed. That's, yeah, that's all going to disappear as, in terms of, of, local, of local what, housing, what, what passes or what used to be Overtown. Yeah, so, so that's mm-hmm. my big changes that I've seen. Now, now from, like, what, from what you were saying, I think this speaks to that, which is um, you were saying people know to get angry and protest. Yes, and you like, hear a protest, but now when he starts talking about the details of this, he's yes, talking like about the CRA. You, yeah, like it's, how do you do yeah, that, Yeah, it seems right? like there, there should be a way to get into that system is, and, and, uh, and, and, you know, and fight against properly it fight against it without in, a, in being, a legal way. Yeah, it's all about money. <laughs> no, it, it, well, there's I mean, a the, lot of big real estate money coming in. Well, yeah, that's yeah, the thing, no, but here's, you know? here's the thing. It's the, it's this the, is, I, was talking, I was talking Wednesday to somebody. Uh, before the march in, in Liberty City and the, the Pork and Beans Project. Mm-hmm. What a lot of people don't realize is Miami is, one, is, is a city that's known for huge income inequality. Yeah. You know, where I think you've it's got, the number one in the country. Well, it, 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 it hovers between being first and the top five. There you go. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing is that you can see buildings, high-rise condo buildings with, with apartments, condos that are worth one, two, three, four, five million dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And within a, a quarter of a mile, yeah. mm-hmm. within a direct eyesight, area. there are people who are making $15,000 a year. That's the average income in Overtown. Mm-hmm. The problem is... Most of the murders that occur in Miami occur west of Miami Avenue. Mm-hmm. Most of the things that happen bad occur west of Miami Avenue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's four-fifths of the area of the city. Right. The, the, the coastline where people know about Miami when they see it on TV or in the movies or whatever is Biscayne Boulevard, South Beach, you know, the downtown Brickell Avenue, sure. Coconut Grove. Now... There are an awful lot of people in this community who've come from other countries, who work, who make money, and who take as much of that money as they can and send it elsewhere to families in Cuba, in Mexico, in Guatemala, Mm -hmm. throughout the Caribbean, whatever. Yeah, there's actually stats kept on that. Right. That's That's all money that is leaving this community. Now... There are valid reasons, I mean, for, for the folks who do this. But the problem is that that's money that leaves this community that consequently never gets spent in this community. And that's one of the reasons for the income inequality because you're sucking money out of this community that in other communities would be spent in the community. Hmm. And when you go to, and, and we've never had a real social consciousness in Miami like you found you find in other cities, you know they've never there's never been a, the bar association the, the the legal community in this in this city has never really been strong about standing up and looking out for people's rights for for the interests of people. You've we've had the ACLU, but you know you go to New York, you go to Chicago, you go to yeah. Los Angeles, you go to a lot of cities, yeah. and 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 it's not just the ACLU. There are really activist lawyers and groups who are funded because there's money in the community to fund these things of people who are concerned about, you know, about social justice, about civil rights, about all of the issues that, that are impacting people. And there are people there to fight. 
You don't have that in Miami. Mm-hmm. That's a huge loss. Part of it is financial. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah it may be small fights. It's just you. It's it's so much like it's. Yeah, and I think that. Miami has yeah. a lot of segregation on other levels yeah. besides the income inequality. I, I, I think there is a disconnect. Uh, there's definitely a disconnect in, in the entertainment industry. I mean, Aaron and I uh, work in the entertainment industry. A couple of the other producers of this show, that's our main bread and butter. And there's, there's a lot of segregation in the entertainment industry here that you don't see in New York and L.A. and Nashville. Uh, I don't know if it's a byproduct of just the the humidity. You know, <laughs> we have a saying: it's not the heat, it's the stupidity. Um, <laughs> but uh, there is, and then there's this whole bubble, this Miami bubble, where mm-hmm. you can literally not drive, you know, less than a mile and yeah. not see a Bentley, a Rolls, a Maserati, yeah. a Ferrari, a Lamborghini. Yep. And it's amazing. You know, yeah. you, this is. You go out in the rest of the country, you, yeah. you don't see that. Yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah. might see one. You yeah, know, there's fancy the one, car. and people know whose car. It yeah, is. they're like, oh yeah, that's a, the millionaire. Yeah. It's yeah. so, it's so, it's so, so small. Weird it's here small, too. and then on top of that, the people who are big like that, who have that money, they don't really reach out to try to help fight the people who just have a voice to fight. They, right. you know, yeah, and no. if they do. Is not a lot of shine or light being shed on that either. Right. And I don't think that, that you know, like Al was saying before, you know, a lot of people uh, voted angrily mm-hmm. for Trump. I remember when he was running and I, I was uh, with one of my uh, physicians and uh, they showed me a picture and they said, I think I'm going to vote for Trump. And I was like, seriously? And they said, yeah. And they showed me a little meme and it was, uh, why Trump? Fuck you. That's why. Wow. And I was like, oh, really? I was like, because it seems like it's not fuck you. It's like fuck all of us. Yes. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah. It, it, it wasn't as much necessarily because he was so awesome as as much as it was people were fed up. Oh, with they just they didn't want that. Yeah. Yeah, people fed up I, with the way things are. Right, and I understand where Al's coming from making that statement. Yes, I could clearly see how he occurred. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I, uh, that's why I'm also saying I see people are waking up and getting more involved on in a civic level. Right. There's a lot more women that are, are, yeah, are registered now to, to run for office, which I think is amazing. Um, Thank God. Social media, just say hello to social. Shout out to all the social media yeah. because that really has helped. Yeah. yeah. It helped yeah. us. It helps us search. It helps us listen. Everybody has a voice. We get to listen. We get to learn. We get to but I think there's also too. yeah. But I think yeah. there's also the downside to that is is that maybe there is that attention span you know issue and and is there's, there's yeah. so much out there there's so much noise out there how do you filter what's real and what's not real and what's meaningful and not and you know that's part of what we try to do here and yeah. have these conversations with real people and provide you know vetted links on the website so that. You know, if you do want to try to make a change and, and go out there and make a change, maybe you can find some tools to do it. You know, right. And hear voices and say, oh, well, you know, if Angela's doing that, maybe I could do that. If yeah. Aaron's right. doing that, maybe I could yeah. do that. You know, that's what we're here for. Yeah. And, and that just uh, maybe technology, not just social media. Maybe, yeah. Just technology. Maybe it's a combination. Yeah, it's a combination. Yeah. It really is. And the only way to filter that is to. Watch and learn. Like, there's no blue handbook for us right now. Technology is new. We have to figure this out on how what, how can we filter who not to listen to anymore, who to listen to. What is fake news? What is real news? What is the real deal? You know, with the, you know, you have to just go through and then weed it out as we go. We're, right. we're, in, a, we're in a blue, 
we're figuring it out. All of us are just trying to figure it out. And yeah. eventually it's going to get to the point we get it, but... Yeah, yeah. Like, like me on Twitter, I, I think I got to a point where I follow people that I trust. Right? I follow people that yeah. I believe in, and sometimes mm-hmm. they might retweet something for, from somebody else that seems mm-hmm. smart, and then I'll follow that person for a little bit. And yeah, it takes see, time. You know, yeah, yeah, you... You just you get you know you're trying to but you see but I think you're the exception and not the rule because I think (laughs) a lot of people um, they have this blind faith that they turn on the news channel and they don't realize that um, there are different sets of rules for broadcast news and when I say broadcast these like ABC NBC Mm, CBS that actually use the public airwaves which are a public trust which are owned by us the people the taxpayers and there's a certain set of rules so you can't you can't just say whatever you want to say yeah Yeah, supposedly exactly theoretically in the law in the on the books the federal communications you're supposed to stay within especially news and the thing is in this country news used to be a lost leader for the networks it did not make money it was a service provided wow. a couple times a day. And now it, news is the, the big thing. seller. That's the one that generates all the ad dollars. Yeah. And then you add this cable aspect, like with the Fox News and MSNBC, and, and they don't have to follow the same guidelines Mm-mm. as a broadcast over a terrestrial broadcast does. They can basically label themselves as entertainment. Right, and they can say whatever the hell they want to say, but and so you have this this Fox News phenomena. We have people going, "Hey, no, this is it." Says news behind it. These are news broadcasters, and -mm. look, they're saying this. This is not so. uh, Shame on those people for not going. Wait a minute, that sounds a little. That sounds a little sketchy. Maybe I should go double check this. Let me check the resources. So, yeah, Aaron, you're going and you're checking your resources and you're saying, hmm, that doesn't sound right. But I think too many people just follow blindly. Yeah. 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 Because maybe you don't want to do the work. Like, well, it's also, work, but, but you know, again, you know, indeed. it's also genetic to a degree. I think, I think yeah. we're all predisposed in some way to... to to some part of the spectrum of, of humanity, yeah, you know, and 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 that's of what the, that's what these cable channels do. In other words, you know, so you've got you know, it, it, it's spectrum. It's like okay, you've got a segment. You know, we'll we'll cater to a segment of people who, who think this way. Mm-hmm. We'll cater to a segment of people who, who think that way, and and it's very consciously being done. And, and and you know you hear the, the term tribalism and 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 sure. how people are being divided into, mm-hmm. you know. But but you you got to go back and look at Rush Limbaugh's been on the radio how many years? How many mm-hmm. years? Yeah, you know, him and 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 eight, maybe 20, you know, 20, 25 years. Yeah, him and yeah. You know, so so for twenty five years you've had this guy and other guys. You know, and and radio there's there's certain there's certain messages that are that are easily transmitted on the radio. When it's a pretty direct, doesn't require a whole lot of nuance. You know, it's it's bombastic. It's yeah. it's in your face. Yeah. Uh, it's easy to to kind of go along with it. Uh, you don't have to think because you drive and you listen. Yeah, you know, um, I mean, yeah. The problem is the problem it's, is it's when a passive activity for sure. Yeah, yeah, I mean, my blog is a, is 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 an acquired taste because I I spend a lot of time. I provide. Documents, videos, audio tapes—you wow. know, you name it. I, mm-hmm. you know, photographs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and and it takes time to accumulate all that information, and it takes time to put it together. 
But I don't want people to, in my case, I don't want people to believe me. You know, as much as I want you to look at the stuff that, that I'm providing you, the, the the backup material, make up your own mind. You know, and 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 there's that's a trend that's that's beginning to 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 take hold of, uh, in in other ways with other people. The mm-hmm. same thing, because it it but it requires some attention. It requires mm-hmm. some some commitment to to actually reading. And, yeah. You know, and, uh, I, and, yeah. I think the the positive thing about all these trends is that uh, younger people are, are breaking away from the, yeah. the old ways. The mold. Like I, I noticed in the uh, the election in, in Alabama that was uh, the, the Democrat won the special election. Mm-hmm. Right. It was kind of a big surprise for everybody. And and it turned out the, the biggest block that made a difference was the black Alabama people, especially black women voters. Oh, yeah. How we... How- we yeah. how they uh, <laughs> yeah, girl. how they turned the, 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 the whole thing over oh, if it yeah. wasn't for the black woman's vote yeah it would have been a whole mm. left now at the same yeah. time I, I was, I was cool. looking at kind of the breakdowns and I saw that uh, white Alabamans uh, voters under I forget what the age was under 30 under 28 something like that mm-hmm. went for Jones for the Democrat by a, by a long way mm. So, so it wasn't kind of the old way of things. It seems like the young people coming up are, are you know, starting to make up their own minds and mm-hmm. ignoring the old ways. Yeah, and I think the one of the things that I think is is a great thing for the the next generation, which will hopefully be paying my social security. Um, <laughs> I want. More. Yeah, no doubt. Um, is that yeah? They, they're not um, looped into this whole like Fox thing or ABC or nightly news thing. They kind of get their information on the go, and it's yeah. in, and it's in it's in snippets. It's in bursts. It's like oh oh, this is the IG, you know, Graham, yeah, the Graham, the, the, <laughs> you know, it's the grizzle. Um, it, yeah. They they get their information yeah. in those sources. They're not the really grizzle. plopping down. <laughs> People really call it the grizzle. I know. He I did. think I he just did. made that's that. That's the same. <laughs> Instagram. AKA yeah, that's, that's how it. That's how it is. Like. Right, yeah, yeah. which I think is kind of good because these people aren't like plopping down, you know, for the nightly news with their martini. Yeah, no. It's not that way anymore. So that's, I think, a a positive thing for for the society, for the communities. Seems like it. See, there's an evolution. It does, yeah. Yeah, it's an evolution. It could be good and bad, though, especially like with the, what it is, net neutrality. 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 Yeah, like isn't that like that is almost like being like information being governmented, like to me. Like Mm -hmm. I don't know how it's gonna go. I have no idea how it will end up being. Yeah. But that's what it seems like. But up to this point it's gonna be nice like up to this point we get to see everybody's opinion Mm -hmm. and everybody where they're at and da da but I think at that point I don't know how that's gonna turn out. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe robotic. Something to look at, right? Yeah. Yeah. Basically if it goes that way, whoever has the most money can have a bigger, yeah, they bigger can voice. Block is you know the blog and the traffic yeah. to you know to slow him down, like whatever down, they could yeah. do anything yeah, yeah. you know, but that's a whole nother day. It, it's a yeah, basically. that is a whole entire different uh, show. Um, Al, I just I'm curious. Uh, you you know the show is called Felony Miami, and we do a focus on uh, the criminal justice system. And you've had some experience in yeah. the criminal justice system. Yeah, before I did any of this, I used to rob banks. Oh, man. Really? Tell us about your (laughs) bank robbing days, Al. Oh, it's a long time I think we all thought about doing it, too. 
We've all we've all thought about, all about, thought about yeah. the bank, well, the bank. I, listen, I mean, we could do we could do a show about this. I mean, I you know, in some ways, it was a long time ago. I, I, oh, I you know, I'm 76 years old. I've been out of prison now, 35 years. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and I'm very fortunate. I, I'm, I'm very aware of that. I'm very, very fortunate. Did you have your rights restored? Uh, I don't know. I never. I, well, when I was younger, I ran for public office. I mean, one time I ran for wow. I, ran for, I ran for state representative, but it, that was in Ohio. Oh. I was in the, I was in I was in the original Ohio pen in the '68 riots. So, uh, do you have the right to vote in Florida? I think I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I got uh, I don't know 30 years ago or sometime there. I got something from the governor and put it in a. In a well, but in if a, you in were a, convicted now, because Ohio is not one of the states that that yeah. uh, disenfranchises their felons they give they do restore uh, felons yeah, no, I, I, this, no I, I ran I ran for state representative in 1974 you know I didn't win but that was the democratic candidate and what what year were you robbing banks oh from 1959 oh, the, the easy time to 19 for video cameras yeah for 50, a lot of stuff you know, I was I was a stick up guy I was okay. a stick up guy from 59 to about seventy-five. Oh man, that's a good run. Well, that no, it's a, not a good. It's no, a no, great run. No, no, no. No, no, don't 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 do that because that's not really true. It wasn't a good run right. because uh, I spent twenty years in prison. Oh, oh. Yeah, so, yeah, so, well, yeah. So, 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 that's so, the so, bad part. So yeah, so it was it was it was a run, but it wasn't good. Right. Yeah, and yeah, so and and that's. Yeah, there's nothing glorified about that. You know, I did the crimes, I did the time. Right. Uh, no, and you pay, you listen, and, you pay and, for and it, I, and I, yeah. I spent eight and a half years in solitary confinement for telling wardens how to run their prison. Yeah, so how I... How do you uh, make it through that, man? You make it. A lot, of, a lot of time to think. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I've, I've read a lot of books in my life. Mm. Yeah, man. Yeah, so, uh, which, knock on wood, is why I'm still here. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't talk about it. It's been so long ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't run from it. I mean, if people ask me, I'll talk about it. But I don't, you know, I don't go around saying, "Hey, I'm a bank robber," or whatever. Um, You're not a bank robber anymore. No, no. no. We all have, well, listen, saying, we all have a past. Yeah, yeah. No, but I'm saying, but, 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 but it's not. He's a reformed bank robber. Well, yeah, it's not even that. I mean, I did a life sentence for armed bank robbery in Ohio back when the when the sentence was was 30 years to life uh, that was predicated on the old Dillinger and Pretty Boy Floyd times when states would prosecute bank robbers versus the federal government. Mm. So I got out, ran for public office, uh, was, uh, became the public relations director for a national prison group called the Seven Step Foundation. And was gung ho and ready to uh, go around and uh, and uh, you know found myself spending as much time in prison then mm-hmm. after I got out as I had spent when I was in prison, mm-hmm. and I ended up back in prison. So when I got out in '84, I said, "Well, this time I walk out. I ain't never going back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been. I, I think I'm tired of being rehabilitated." Yeah, yeah. kind of been rehabilitated enough. Yeah, I, we, so we, yeah. 
Tell me about the level of corruption in the uh, prison system. Oh, I've written about it. I got I got stories on my website. Oh, it's, listen, it, it's 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 amazing stuff. I yeah, mean, I mean, we want to do a, a program, honestly, on. Uh, these private prisons, we oh, think I, that, I, that deserves yes, yeah, the whole I, program because oh, it probably it seems, deserves a whole series. Yeah, wow, it seems know? counterintuitive the whole concept. Yeah, yeah no, of course, it's uh, when you're making money from the misery of other people, it's always a bad situation. Yeah, uh, I don't know anything yeah. about I don't know anything about private prisons. I was never in a private prison. I was always in in you know a public facility. Mm-hmm. I understand that all the uh, youth prisons in Florida are private. Probably, yeah. I don't know. No, it's a bad situation. Uh, listen, doing time is is not good. I mean, you know, I always I'm one of those guys who said, you know, uh, you've got my body, but you don't have my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, I fortunately I was able to keep some of it. Uh, you know, I've got my own quirks. Uh, you know, obviously, when I'm being, I'm pretty anti-authority. Uh, which is why I do a blog today. Yeah, I think a lot of us. <laughs> yeah, you know, but. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I it's thirty five years ago. I mean, it's it was another lifetime. It was it was in another America. It was definitely in another America. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, yeah. but you said this was like nine years ago. What was your inspiration after all of that witnessing the corruption way before? Well, no, it's it, I write about well, well, the reason I did the blog and mm-hmm. and it's. I was in the film, but I got out of the prison. I got out of prison. And I was very lucky when I got out of prison. I came down, came back to Miami, and I had some friends who were in the film business. Okay. And yeah, you know, I was forty years old. I in prison. I was running. I was doing. You know, I was in good shape. Uh, you know, wasn't a bad looking guy for being forty years old. And I had some friends that said, "Well, you ought to get in the movie business as an extra." You know, and I did. And uh, I don't have the personality to be an actor, but I was interested in the background part of it. I gotcha. was interested in film production uh, because I just have the kind of mind that uh, you know, allowed me to understand the mechanics. I understand logistics. I understand management. Mm-hmm. I understand how things work. Right. And so I ended up, uh, spent 35 years in the film business. I became a film wow. producer. Uh, I produced music videos and TV commercials all over the world. Didn't you have uh, a run-in here with one of the film commissioners? Well, I had run into a whole lot of film commissioners. <laughs> yeah, can yeah. you tell us one of those stories? Uh, well, no, I, 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 the the governor of Florida, uh, Lawton Childs, when he became governor, he did away with the state film commission and privatized it and created a a, a semi public private partnership between government and private citizens. And the private citizens turned out to be friends of his son and political, you know, cronies. And uh, I didn't think that was right, and uh, I ended up uh, spending about hundred thousand dollars. I sued, uh, you know, sued these guys in in court numerous times for public records. Uh, spent months at a time in Tallahassee with the legislature trying to get them shut down. Finally succeeded, uh, and but that's what opened my eyes to a lot of things. In the corruption aspect and, and, of it, all. yeah. yeah. And and it's not just corruption. It's it's just it's just bad government. I mean, but yeah. so that's like a form of nepotism. If, if the son was involved, uh, I guess that happens. I just wanted to use the word nepotism, honestly. Yeah, just, yeah. But yeah, family, so, family business, family business. Yeah. So yeah. the thing is that 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 I did that, and I I, I I got an understanding of how government works. Right. 
And then what happened was that here in Miami, Tomas Rigolato got elected mayor in 2009, and he fired the guy who was our representative, the, the film commissioner, who, who did the logistics and issued mm. the permits and did all those things. And he appointed a guy who didn't know anything about that business and who said, well, I don't want to be the film commissioner. I want to be the film ambassador. I want to nice. hang out on movie sets and at the craft table, and I want to socialize with the actors and whatever. And so, and I don't really want to learn that business of issuing permits and blocking streets and all that stuff. Right. And so I started a little blog just about this guy. Wow. Just to oh. let my friends in the business know about what, what, what this guy was wow. up to. And what, what was the result of that? Well, what, what happened, happened was that because of his antics and the, you know, my colleagues in the film business going to the mayor and going to the city commission and being lied to, which by then I had a real understanding of how all this worked, and I kept telling my colleagues, he's going to lie to you, and, and they'd get lied to, and then they'd come back to me and say, oh, Al, the mayor lied to us. And I said, well, Al told you he was going to lie to you. <laughs> right? so, so what happened was that I ended up finding out about what was going on inside the city of Miami. Mm. And it was amazing stories. I mean, just absolutely amazing stories. I love the stories. That's why That's I do what I, I do today. It's the gotcha. stories. It's the, it's the, and what happened was that I started, I started writing, and I started to, to get the information. I'd go to City Hall. I'd go to the administrative building. I'd talk to city employees. They would give me information. I would then write about it. And so mm. they were just thrilled that somebody was paying attention because they had often given the same information to the Miami Herald or they to never, some TV oh. station who had never done anything with it. And here's this guy who's saying, well, if you got anything, I'll look into it. And if it's true, I'll write it. And I was doing that. And so that it fed on itself. And I started getting more readers. I started getting more information. When I started doing stories at the very beginning, I was doing stories of incidents that had happened six, eight, ten months ago, a year ago, two years before. But very rapidly, once people began to trust me and realize that I was trying to be truthful and represent the interests of the, 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 the people who worked in city, you know, in city government, right. I started getting stuff that was happening the right then and there. I mean, I was able to get somebody in the city of Miami to give me everybody's emails for a year. Oh, wow. I, was, I, was, I became the WikiLeaks of Miami. <clears throat> wow. I had over a million and a half emails on two hard drives. That's a lot of, that's a lot of emails, too. Wow. Which I still use, which I still use as reference. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, and that's how it all opened up, and wow. I've been writing ever since. Wow. Well, Nine yeah, years we later. I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's nice to be able to, to shed a light on... Uh, the things that are going wrong and you know i think it's important also to to be able to um introduce this information to new audiences yeah of and course that's, that's what you're doing angela i mean yeah. you're kind of taking all this activism that you're doing mm -hmm. and you're introducing it to a new audience right and what have you found to be your most effective tool in in, in doing that so far all of besides it. your smile <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is I don't know. There, there's a passion in me about just I hate things that are not right. I hate this is a it's a it's probably a long story, but 
I just like to make sure I fight for somebody because some people don't have the voice to. Some people don't know how to. Some people don't know even, they don't, they're afraid to even have an opinion. Some people, that just inspires me. You know, my mom, my dad, my mom's situation alone was just something that, um, that still sits with me. And I haven't, I, I didn't realize that to like recently, like within the last year and a half. That it really affected me. What you know? was your mom's situation? You know, with her contracting HIV from her boyfriend. Because um, I was born from my dad. Her, her and my dad broke up when I was like one and a half. Mm-hmm. And um, they went on, started living their lives. And she met this new guy and trusted him. And her life changed. When she had my brothers, their life changed. Mm-hmm. And this was, was in the mom? 80s. Um, when she got in? She got diagnosed in 89. So, I'm an 84 baby. I don't mind saying my age sometimes. I don't want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> You're a baby. My You're brothers a baby. were born 87. So, she had to contract around 86 or 87 because they were born in um, October. Mm-hmm. Nobody would know because in the 80s and the 90s, it was a whole it different ballgame. Yeah, it was early it on. Now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, if they didn't get sick, she wouldn't have got diagnosed. And we all got tested. Of course, You know, I came out negative. But for for... Knowing that that whole situation was just wrong. Which part was wrong? About, oh, I got to burp. I got drinking water and I have to burp. God, let it out. But um, <laughs> that's another day because I get too emotional. I just felt Sorry. like the whole situation was just wrong with her, the guy, um, how her life had to play out, how we had to keep our mouth shut, how I had to keep my mouth shut. I'm um, going to school and just not talking about it because who wants to? Of, yeah. Stigma was just like yeah. you're in the house with some you in the house with three people who has HIV and like are you, you know yeah. like that junk was crazy you know because yeah, yeah. yeah it was For one sure. bathroom my mom washed dishes I had to eat everything they ate with you know but nothing never happened to me right. you know but to keep your mouth shut to not say nothing to to protect just. People didn't know about it. Yeah, nobody didn't know about it. So when I got the opportunity to just come out with that, and um, it was just a little freeing for me, but it inspired me to talk for everything. Yeah. No more not talking about nothing like that in that way. I was always me. But in that way, when it came to something like that, it was just all my, even with my family, it was nothing. We didn't talk about it. At all, it was it was shh, don't don't talk don't about it because they didn't know because, you know they didn't yeah, they didn't no, know was, like I before, I remember going to my my dad's um, mom house which is my grandmother and my brothers went over there one time they had a bucket of bleach water in the bathroom when they're done and my job was to wipe the seats but my brothers got off the seats you know so your brothers. My twin brothers, yeah. They they, they contracted AIDS. They from, were born, mom. yeah. Okay. So. She, Again, their dad was the one who... Who was infected. Yeah. yeah. So when they were born in 87, again, we didn't, they didn't know until 89. Okay. So we lived in the 90s of this whole thing. You know, nobody oh, didn't know. Wow. So the hush-hush was in the family. So Because they, they, they didn't know. Nobody didn't know back then. You're right. Everybody didn't really know too much of the yeah, real facts. Was, yeah. You know, was, so... People thought if you got sweated on, you might... Yeah, down. you kiss and you hug. Like, that's my mom, you know? So yeah. it was... Anyway, just dealing with that just gave me passion to fight for all type of anything. Yeah, what happened with your mom and your brother? She passed. She passed 2008, um, right after I was on reality TV. 
right when I started, actually. Oh, she got to see you. Go she on. got to see me a little piece of it, yeah. not the whole thing, because yeah. she was gone right at the height of it. So people are like, you know, you didn't, at one point they used to tell me, you know, you didn't really take it as, I didn't, I just brushed it off. I'm like, I'm a regular woman. I'm always going to be Angela from Miami, you know, um, the thing. <laughs> and, but she just, she did not witness that. And um, I just always kept to my, I never took, let that go to my head because during that time, it was just a crazy time. Yeah. And my grandmother too, months, yeah. of, months about, apart. Yeah. How about your brothers? One ninety four, other ninety six. So five and nine. Wow. wow. So I was in elementary when one passed, the other one passed when I was in middle. That's a lot to process. Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot. So I have the passion to speak about, especially all like this type of stuff. It's like my thing, and I'm just getting there. I got invited to um, talk with Rick Party on Hot One Hundred Five and Benji Brown sometimes to. Get this political stuff out, especially around the election. I was I was there, and yeah. low key, I'm like trying to get there more. I don't want to go dig up, and I don't want nobody breaking into my computer, you know. But <laughs> I do want to make sure the truth gets out. Yeah, so, but I yeah. do want to get the truth out. I do want to be inspired by stories that are just not fair, right? That are not right. fair. That could change. That if we just get the information out on how to, like, I'm just, I'm all about that. That's yeah. what I'm at right now in my career in life, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, yeah, I do want to ask you a question about the new law, possibly, about the beach being private, if if they pass that bill. <sighs> yeah. No. Yeah, it was like two weeks ago, and I was on Twitter, like, what's the proposal? crazy. Now, what's the proposal? Uh, I think they did Rick. Scott just signed it, I think. Yeah. He signed says, what, today? Uh, no, he signed it a few days ago. I'm oh, well, it happened a couple it, of weeks uh, ago, and I was just going crazy. It's the first state law in the country that says if you own a piece of property on a beach, then you have the right to make your whole chunk of the beach private, to the, and, and the public can't go on the beach. Yeah, to the except ocean. Except for just the little strip that's wet along the well, actual water. that already exists mm-hmm. in, in, in Golden yeah. Beach. Well, there's there's well, there's Golden local Beach. there's local ones, but this is the yeah. first statewide. Right. Yeah, it's a state. And now when I saw that, I was just I went crazy yeah, on it's, Twitter. It's, like, uh, it's private property to the high water line. Yeah, to the water line. Yeah, no. Listen again. Our rights are being taken away yeah. from us at every opportunity. You know, and and again, politicians recognize that shame is no longer an issue. They recognize that public attention is 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 waning. They recognize that the traditional news media either has doesn't have the money, the resources, the reporters to 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 cover them like they used to cover them. They recognize that people like me, although we you know we're out there and and more of us are, are starting to do you know write blogs and whatever, our audience in the scope of things is minuscule. They know that. There's enormous amounts of money floating around. Politics in Miami is astounding. The mayor of Miami ran for office. He collected two million, over $2 million, $2,600,000 in donations between his campaign fund and his PAC. He spent $2.1 million. He spent $2.1 million on a campaign where there were three opponents who collectively never received one single dollar of money from a citizen wow. in Miami or any place else. 
the three candidates who ran for mayor against Francis Suarez donated a total of $1,102 from their own pocket to their campaigns, of which they spent $274. What that means is that for every dollar that those three non-existent candidates, because they had about as much chance in winning as a snowball <laughs> in, snow, snowball in hell. It did seem like it was a one-candidate right. election. So, it was- so they spent, for every dollar that they spent, he spent $7,925. Okay? Now how is he as a mayor? Fathom, fathom that. I'm just saying, and, how is he as a mayor? he had an extra $500,000 left over. No, he's got a million dollars left over. Okay. He's got a million dollars left over right now in his pack. Okay? Mm-hmm. That, but he's not allowed to communicate with those people. Yeah, but 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 mm-hmm. we can we can we can discuss all that. Right. Because because that story will be out at the beginning of the week. You okay. can go to www.thecrespogram.com and it's spelled T H E C R E S P O G R A M.com. Is that Graham or Grizzle, Crespo Grizzle. That's the Grizzle Green. But 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 again, when you factor in all of those things, yeah. Yeah. that's the problem that, that we face. You know, that's just look at what happened with the with the twenty seventh congressional race. There were seven candidates. These guys, Ken Russell raised almost six hundred thousand dollars, Hagman's raised a million. Uh, I think uh, Rodriguez had raised over a million. Donna Shalala walks in the door, you know, and says, "Well, I'm going to run." And guess what? She gets a million three dollars, a million three three hundred thousand dollars in the course of three weeks. Yeah. That's an enormous amount of money yeah. for a local, a local uh, for well, a congressional race. But nonetheless, there is just back. for for people who have money and are trying to buy influence. Yeah, they got to get this makes the, the the what you know the the. The times of the twenties and whatever, whatever they called that time, uh, yeah. you know, that's all pikers. These are these are big time. Mm-hmm. These are big, you know, and people don't give that kind of money without the expectation of a return on investment. Of course, of course. Yeah. Of course. We all, we all know. They're going to get what we they need. We all know where that's coming yeah. from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it seems to me that uh, that that. Our audience and our fellow citizens need to try to educate themselves yeah. on who's going to do the best job representing them. Ultimately, that's what it's all about: is we elect these people to go represent our interests as a, as a community. And mm-hmm. I think it's important that people get out to vote. And I, I I'm super curious to see what's going to happen in the 2018 election cycle and this November. I'm really curious to see what's if we're going to see a paradigm shift in in the whole system or if it's just going to be more of the same. I'm hopeful. I've always been a hopeful person, but what do you think about that? Well, the the thing that I would be hopeful for is that uh, we don't get the the big money going into divisive uh, uh, advertising just to split everybody up and get everybody arguing about dumb things mm-hmm. and that yeah. somehow that the important issues can stay to the forefront. Don't bet on it. No, I'm not betting on it. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm expecting there to be some kind of uh, scare tactics to come out a few months beforehand that'll distract everybody. Whether that's some kind of new, uh, you know, bacterial infection or African oh, disease or right. something that that'll disappear. That you know, yeah. two months after yeah. the election, something that throws people off. Something yeah. you know, uh, 
But, uh, you know. There's a new uh, bacteria infection. An uh, uncurable herpes. There, there, no, not it herpes. It's um, coming up gonorrhea. Just, in, just in time. Just in time <laughs> coming up. And here's a problem. Good intentions don't necessarily carry the day. Just because just you have good intentions doesn't mean that you should get elected. Because mm-hmm. if you don't know what the hell you're doing, right. you can become a bigger problem than, you know, I, sometimes it's not good to be an absolutist. Sometimes, you know, a little bit, and people are going to sit there, well, what did you say? Right. Sometimes a little corruption can be accepted if the person who's doing the little corruption has at least some sense of doing right. Right. Versus somebody who wants to do right and is clueless. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. It doesn't know how to, how to leverage the power. Yeah, work. because because right. yeah, you know, it's not amateur hour. It, you know, people have a have have a growing disrespect for government. You cannot have a growing disrespect for government and expect to be part of government. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I think people get confused about what government is yeah. because you know, if I think that everybody enjoys good roads and clean water and clean air and public schools and uh you know i think we all enjoy those things but maybe people don't realize that's part of government and how your tax dollars work and right these are things that we all enjoy that we take for granted you know i'm able to go about my day and my life and live you know, peaceably because there's not only a police department, but there's also a military. There's also these things that protect me, and there's roads and 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 uh, you know, a, a water, water and sewer. Yeah, and, all and, those. And, and there's tele- telephone lines and to connect me to the internet. Yeah. And these are all things that are developed by us, the people, which is the government. And you know, Aaron brought this this interesting concept up to me about the whole gun rights thing and the government, and why so many of the Second Amendment gun rights people and NRA type people are like, "You need to buy, you need to have your guns, you know, just in case the government rises up." And and you yeah. know, wow, yeah, where's they they look at it like it's a vague concept of protecting us against the government. But what they're actually talking about is literally fighting against the U.S. military. They're literally talking about, I need my gun to be able to kill U.S. Army soldiers. I mean, it, that's really that's what they're saying. What they're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, when you right. say the protect us against the government, it's not like a it's not a Paul senator. Ryan yeah, and yeah, Mitch McConnell it's run it's walking Mitch McConnell's in. Mitch yeah. yeah, come knock on your door to try to take your gun away. Yeah, no. yeah it's going to be that happens, uh, you, it's going to be a, it's going to be an American soldier. So they're saying. I'm buying guns to kill American soldiers. Yeah, I mean, literally, and it, and it sounds awful, awful when you say that. But that's the that's the, what, literally what people say when you put it that way. People say, well, uh, you know, they get they don't know what to no, say. Uh, yeah, because it throws them off. Yeah, it just sounds way horrible. Left. Yeah, because it, it the concept of it is horrible. But you're right that this kind of abstract theory of the government is going to come and take my guns away. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, uh, like we're gonna be mad about uh, somebody that kneels on a football field because I was about uh, to say that. Like, yeah, that's yeah. so crazy. They're but go disrespecting ahead. Disrespecting the soldiers, but meanwhile, but I got, you want uh, us to kill the soldiers, yeah, though. Yeah. But I we gotta, can't. I'm collecting weapons to kill soldiers in case <laughs> us you know, need to. Look, that's another day. That is yeah. a whole other. That, that is, is a whole, a whole other man. Because that right there <laughs> is them uh, two things together. It's just. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to flip my hair to that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to get ready to wrap up. We'd love to ask one of these questions uh, mm-hmm. about music as we go out. 
Um, so uh, my question is going to be, uh, who have you been listening to this last week? Who, who's been on your playlist? What playlist have you been listening to? What music has been rocking your world? Uh, okay, so I'm going to give you guys a second to think about it. Uh, and I'm going to start with uh, Aaron. Oh, man. Well, uh, I, I, I'm definitely in one particular corner this last week, which is uh, Lil Xan and Cardi B. All right. Mm. Oh, it's definitely it's definitely a particular nook I'm in this week, but it's a fun one. It's entertaining, very, very entertaining. Cool. Who you got, Angela? Okay, um, mine is really a, this week has just been a crazy week. Um, so I have two playlists on Spotify and iTunes. There, uh, Felony Miami is available on both of those platforms. By the way, oh, there you go. go Y'all heard it. Y'all heard the man. <laughs> And I have a Christian gospel songs on there, and it's just been one of those weeks for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have my own song on SoundCloud, a oh, Christian wow. rap. Yeah, nice. it's a Christian oh, rap, really? like a female Christian rap. Nice. Um, but also, I had to listen to Cardi B because it came out. Nicki Minaj just dropped yesterday, so I tried to mm-hmm. hear about that a little bit. Um, but overall, it was a it was a week, so I've really been listening to some inspirational. Nice. Um, and even earlier today, listen to some, um, what is her name? Amory. I have an Amory Pandora station, and it has, like, everybody on there. What is this gorgeous girl name? Any any uh, particular gospel uh, uh, genres you can recommend? Any uh, Genres? Well, like a, like a artist. Artist? Song. Ty Trip, Tribbett. Tri- I never get to pronounce his name. Ty Tribbett. I love, he's like, yeah. he gets you up. Mm-hmm. Um, love all his stuff. Uh, Erica from Mary Mary. She's solo, so she has some good stuff. Um, oh man, that's, I that's keep going. But Ty is like the guy for me. Okay, like he cool. keep, he keeps Ty's me going. Guy. Yeah. Where you I at? I have Al? no playlist. I'm a no. guy who lives in silence. I don't. Uh, <laughs> I, I I write. I wake up in the morning. I make breakfast. I sit at my computer, and I'm there most of the day. And and I value quietness. I can't. Uh, I no can't, music. I can't think. I, I I don't watch television. I don't listen to music. I don't. Uh, I write. Okay. Uh, when I'm out in the streets driving around, I listen to radio. Uh, and I've been listening to the beach a lot. Okay. Uh, you know, disco stuff. Nah, uh, right. And I like. Yeah. You know, Rock but, 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 but I'm just. I mean, I'm eclectic. I mean. All right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I like Al Green a lot. Went went to his church in Memphis one time. Okay. Nice. Drove 600 miles to hear him preach. Wow, nice. I heard title he was, for a book right there. Yeah. I like it. Drove 600 yeah, but, miles. I'm an old guy, so I like real old rock and roll. There okay. You know, I, I, like, I like an old blues, old blues from the 50s, oh, old nice. rock and roll from the 50s. All right. Oh, that's cool. I, I, All right. Angela's searching, searching for, for the that. Girl. She's like Claudia somebody, but she is, her voice is so beautiful and relaxing. All right. You'll have, wow. to, you'll have to put her name on the grizzle. Yeah, yeah, Claudia. I the think IG Graham. The IGZ. Ah, look out. <laughs> all right. I want to thank all thank of you, you for being here and participating in this conversation. For My the pleasure. Uh, thank you very mm-hmm. much. Thank you very much. Thank for you. the entire Felony Miami team, I'm Joe Stone. We'll see you next time. Well, it's
well.